Welcome to a very special series on sleep with myself, Kate Taylor from Practical Magic, and karmic alchemist Matt Taylor from the Soul Pod Party. What we've done is we've got together and we're joining forces to talk about how the practical and the soul come together in sleep and how we can use better sleep to beat burnout. Episode one is about the purpose, power, and phenomenon of sleep. In episode two, we're going to be talking about dreams, opportunity, and soul traveling to reveal your purpose. And in episode three, we're going to be talking about the science and tools of implementation of sleep for a creative life. As I say, this is a very special series that we're doing over the month of August. We hope you enjoy. So welcome to the Soul Pod Party Practical Magic collab between myself, Kate Taylor, and the wonderful Matt Taylor. Say hi, Matt. Hi, it's great to be back. I'm so excited to be doing the second part with you, Kate. Yay! So we are here in the second of our mini-series, which is about better sleep for aiding burnout. So just to give you a recap, we're doing this mini-series. There's three of these sessions that Matt and I are recording together. And in the last episode, we talked about the purpose, the power and phenomenon of sleep and how we can aid burnout within sleep, like how we can use our sleep to body to rest and repair, et cetera, et cetera. So do go and take a listen to that. In this episode, we are going to be talking about what we can do within our sleep from the point of view of the practical, connecting into intuition, and from Matt's side of things is how we can connect to spirit and what we can use and what we can understand from the karmic. So we're going to be talking about the power of sleep and dreams. We're excited to be bringing a lot of virtual and deep information that I think will be you know practical in people's lives that's the idea that's what we want to do we want to blend the spiritual with the science so that you've got something that you can take away with you so i'm going to start off by talking about what dreams do what's the function of dreaming for us so the purpose mainly of dreaming is to allow cognitive side of our brains and our physical bodies to rest and repair and for most of us our cognitive thinking is all about the frontal lobe, what's going on in the prefrontal cortex of the brain. So conscious thought, all happening in the prefrontal cortex. And if you think about what happens in your day-to-day life, if you think about, I mean, I I love using the analogy when you've got too many tabs open on your brain, because we often have so much going on, don't we? Like there's distractions going on all over the place. We've got our social media feeds going all the time. We're trying to write an email to somebody whilst half writing an email to somebody else. We're thinking 10 steps ahead to what we've got to have for dinner. You know, it goes on and on and on. And we literally are wearing out the battery on our iPhones, which is our prefrontal cortex, the battery, more often than not, you know, and we're doing this right up until we go to sleep. So what a good night's sleep allows us to do is all of the stuff that we've been doing throughout the day, all the sorting and filtering, it allows any memories of throughout the day all the stuff that we need to keep that is important to us and it strengthens those important memories and it's that communication between the prefrontal cortex i.e what's the self-control and the amygdala part of our brain which keeps our emotions in checks dreams tend to take place during the strongest the strongest part of dreaming tend to take place during rem slip part of sleep so the rapid eye movement phase of sleep which occur around 90 minutes into 
when you're falling asleep. So if you think about, we talked about the last time in the episode before about the stages of sleep and dreaming does occur in when you're going to sleep. So you get hallucinations when you're going to sleep, are you going into the hypnagogic? It's that time when you're just starting to fall asleep and you start having these weird kind of, am I awake? Am I asleep? There's some freaky stuff going on. And we talked in the last show about how Dali and other artists use this time of sleep to be able to access their subconscious thought through dream. And then you have your normal sleep cycle. You have your REM sleep, which is when you do most of your dreaming in 90 minute sleep cycles. And then you will dream again, like have the hallucinations again when you're coming out. And that's called the hypnopompic state. So these are different stages, different times we have our sleep. But as I say, most of it is going on during the REM. Now, the reason why or what we do with dreams is there's different things going on. So like I say, we are dealing much more with the emotional side of our brain, brains. The cognitive conscious thought has gone to sleep. It literally has gone to sleep. And we're looking at the emotional dramas. It's a, and, and they're a way of confronting the emotional dramas that have happened in the brain. It's a way of filtering thoughts and situations that have happened to us, usually within the last 24 to 48 hours of our experience. And they tend to be, like, as we know, if, you, if you're a crazy dreamer, they tend to be, they can, because they're related to the subconscious and the subconscious thinks or reacts in symbols, shapes, colors, thoughts, feelings, senses. They're a bit like this crazy soap opera of our lives. And they're all acted out in an autobiography graphical way so they're all about what is happening in our life but more often than not they don't really make any sense and that's okay we're going to talk about that a bit more in a minute like I said before they're a way of storing new and important information and getting rid of unimportant memories they are a, a, a sorting and filtering process they sort through complicated thoughts and feelings and they're also a way of connecting to this huge filing cabinet of information that we've got in our subconscious mind in connection to intuition, which is our, really is the way our master teacher. And what happens in sleep is that it means that the ego and cognitive noise has literally been put to bed for the night. It means that intuition can come on. And this is all related to third eye chakra, the pineal center of the brain, which actually is the connection to spirit as well. And it's like the gateway for opening up into spirit. And it's a way of being able to access that through traveling through layers of consciousness where the veil is the thinnest. So we're going to talk about a bit more about how you do this and how you can do this in, in what Matt's going to be sharing, but also that. Dreams are very much a form of healing too. They're a form of getting in contact with our thoughts, emotions, storing memories, sorting things through, getting creative, but they're a way of traveling without moving. You can do this through things like out-of-body experience or astral projection and lucid dreaming, but there's plenty of people out there who are much better versed in this than me. So if, for out-of-body experience and astral projection, I suggest going and having a, um, a look at what Jade Shaw does. She's, she's an expert in the field. And out-of-body experience is when you're in sleep, but you can literally 
peel yourself away from your physical body so spirit can your your soul can move out from the physical body and go traveling and lucid dreaming is when you use the hypnagogic state to go between that layer of awakened and asleep and have conversations with your different archetypes and soul and start finding ways in which can help you in your waking life. Charlie Morley is a really great expert in lucid dreaming. So it would be really good if you want to find out more about those, but going to have a look at them. So Matt, I'm going to hand over to you in terms of what functions dreams have from a spiritual Kabbalist point of view. Hi Kate. Yeah, that's great. What an amazing and fascinating information that you've just brought forward there i'm just going to have to go back when we finish the podcast and really go through what what you share because it's super powerful and you know it's a it's a really amazing um insights into what i think is a particularly fascinating part of the human experience it really is yeah the one where we can be at our most open can't we That's right. And because I think we're so beyond logic that we just yield to something that is higher than us, even if we're not particularly into spiritual work or into growth or into things that are bigger than us. I think it's an area where you're just forced to yield to something that is higher than you because Mm -hmm. it's so beyond, so beyond logic. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, from my perspective, what we touched on in the last podcast was about the 1% and the 99% reality. So the Kabbalists reveal this information about the, the atom, and the atom is 99% energy and 1% material. So all of us are, are 99% energy. So we always talk about from the spiritual, the energetic reality, the reality that you can't see, the intangible reality is, you know, what we particularly coach on rather than um, rather than the one percent, which is the material world that is what we describe as illusionary. So, you know, one minute it's here, next minute it's changed. It's, It's not something that you can can you know, really rely on. It's the energetic realities of what human beings seek. They want fulfillment. They want happiness. They want love. They want, uh, you know, forgiveness. All of these things that are intangible are what human beings by nature seek, which takes us into um, what I wanted to share about these levels of dreams. So I think that you really brought on some nice ideas about how dreams can be sometimes, you know, um, heightening our awareness of something or bringing information in that we were unable to tap in a one percent reality yes they're beyond logic we need something bigger and so basically what the transcendentals and the karmics and the babylonians and the egyptians and kabbalists all came to understand five to seven thousand years ago is that there are essentially to break it down three three levels of dreaming so the first level of dreaming is what we call what the Kabbalists call a natural dream which is very much in the one percent this is where most people dream most of the time yeah in the one percent reality and they're very much dreams that give a big emotional impact so it's not really that we're looking at the dream for this kind of thing what we're looking at as what you said before is about this is the this is the stage of dream that we're tapping into emotions and sensitivities and feelings and things that are happening in our daily life so 
they're awakening things like anxiety or pressure or stress or you know I, I was being chased by somebody or I was falling off something or I was walking through things and I didn't know where this it heightens the feeling confusion doubts fears which is our spiritual work that is our real spiritual work to work on those negativities so it's heightening the sense of where our ego is at and where we're not doing work and so it's giving us clue on what we need to work on and what we need to transform energy yeah just to come in with that that we have to have the cognitive part of the brain switched off at this point so that we don't get in the way of it don't we that's right that's why people it doesn't really matter if they don't when remember parts of it or don't remember parts of it because they're lucid but they can always remember how they felt in it and how they felt when they woke up or how they felt when it's finished mm. and those are the things that we are looking at as as in in, in the spiritual sense or as a coach or a dream therapist or a, or a, you know doing the work with dreams that though in those kind of dreams we are looking at that yeah Okay. Now this so is that does that feel clear on what the first level of dream is for you? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So then there's a second level of dream. And this is the this is not what most people can touch and it's not what most people have. It's 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 a it's the second level is for people usually starting off in their spiritual work or doing something with personal growth or they're looking to change their life or they're working as people who help people change their life and they can access now something higher. Their vessel to receive more information is much more open to seeing something in new ways. Yeah. So they're, these type of dreams are called providence dreams and they're accessed in this 99% energetic reality. And they sort of occur when the soul has made a good connection. Yeah, when it's made a good level of, not only a good level of sleep, but it's made good level of action during the day. So in the first podcast, we were talking about how sleep comes first and then the day is the action and the manifestation. So you get your, start to get yourself into a good cycle when you start off by working on sleep, not working on your day. Yes. So if you're struggling with anxiety or stress or this, start to work on your sleep level because then it shifts what happens in the day. So then you can access a higher level of dream. Now, this may be something where you are in a forest and you see a bird and the bird is flying and you're following the bird and it gives you a sense of direction and purpose, you know? And so we're able, I'm not saying that all dreams are interpretable in the same way, but it gives you an idea of how you start to access information on a more 99 spiritual path dream where the where realms in which the past and the present and the future are all sort of interwoven into one fabric. So in the first level, it's very much clear. It's what's happening in my daily life immediately around me. Yes. Where this second level of providence dream is what's happening in the bigger picture of my life, in my biggest spiritual purpose, in my soul purpose. It gives us that higher angle, that higher dimension that we're now able to touch. And so the, the, the relevant symbols of providence dreams are often intermingled with, with, uh, 
with something happening in my real life, but we're able to tap that higher level. Does that make sense? What an extreme is? Yeah, and and I really recognise that sense of the difference between the first and the second. You know, because I, I and I think that's why, as we've we've talked about before, and we'll talk about again in in ways that you can activities and things you can do is why sleep hygiene is so important sleep hygiene yeah. in the day because you can't get to the second provenance dreaming if you're worrying about you know the netflix documentary that you've just watched or you know what's going to happen in the next episode of whatever it is that you're watching you have yeah. to be able to have that space don't you and, and clear some of the it is clearing the clutter out of the way in order to be able to access this. And I recognize, like I say, this kind of dream feels like you're on a journey. And as you're dreaming, it feels like you're dreaming for hours and hours and hours. And every time you open another, yeah. door, something else. It feels like you just fell asleep when you just woke up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's just, mm. you know, they can feel like real adventures. And I know other people and friends, when they've spoken about these kind of dreams, I'm like, yeah, and then what happened? And then what happened? And then what happened? And they do feel like real journeys, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, beautiful. And then this third level is what we call prophetic. So prophetic is when you're really working on your spiritual, um, you know, you're really taking it seriously, that your spiritual work comes first in your life and that you apply spiritual concepts and your energy in a, in a, a evolving way that comes first and what you put energy you put into your life. So your life becomes the effect and you are now operating from your energetic level opens you up to prophetic dreams. Now, these are the things that have happened to very few people uh, a couple of times, or maybe, you know, for the, for the, you know, for majority of people, it might happen once or twice. A prophetic dream is something that, it's a complete connection to the 99% realm and it's it's received by those who have a lifelong commitment to spiritual transformation so it's almost like the reward system yeah where almost you're not getting coded messages anymore you're getting very direct specific messages from very direct and specific spiritual high souls that give you spiritual information that you need to receive to go to your next level of spiritual work so I've had this experience maybe four or five times because that's the level that I like to work on. I prefer to work on. And so, you know, I might get uh, messages from people who are very elevated, giving me instruction or direction or help on what to do next. And so they're very uh, specific and then other things to do next is in this is how you're going to earn your money or this is a more like, okay, you need to work on this issue or you need to feel this or you need to grow in this way or you need to do, you know, more like come here and go that way. These are more on that level. So prophetic dreams are not like, well, I'm going to win something or I have something, you know, amazing in my life. It's, it's being able to tap the higher spiritual um, souls that have come to this earth and they help you with your spiritual work. Uh, so that's a very high level um, of dream. And it's, a, it's, there are, there are positive and all dreams are positive. Okay. Just to really reiterate that on the three levels of dream, they're all positive. Yeah. All dreams are from the light. All dreams are from the 99% reality. Yeah. 
Mm. So even though they may say, oh, but I felt anxious or fearful, whatever, that's still light in the sense, well, that's where you've got to start your spiritual journey. If you're and that's, 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 where, that's where the right? ego and the cognitive tries to come into it and say, tries to make sense yeah. of if you're in the, in the, the first two scenarios that you spoke about that you can't necessarily make sense of them. And, and it's only the ego's way of trying to make sense of them. And actually you don't need to, like you said, it's about how you feel, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So because of that, all dreams are not literal. There are no dreams that are literal unless you really get something on the 99% in that prophetic level, that is exactly what you need to do next in order to do your spiritual work. But the 99% of us having 99% of our dreams, they're coded, they're beyond the 1%, they're beyond logic. And so what we do, what some people do is because they wanna make sense of this, they go out and they tell their friends, they tell their family, their whatever, and this is not what dreams um, uh, should be done with. What we need to do is find uh, someone who can work with you professionally on your dreams. Yes, because they're a spirit, your spiritual work. And so what happens if, if you tell somebody who hasn't got consciousness, who isn't doing spiritual work, who is well-meaning by all stretches of the imagination, they still will not be able to code that message for you. So, and they will shift the energy in that dream and therefore induce possibly a negativity in it that didn't exist beforehand. So, because they're coming from their own filters, they're not coming from a, a bigger picture perspective. Yes. So the, the friend who's trying to help is reading the dream as they see it. Yeah. And absolutely. so therefore unlocking something that was never there yeah. and putting it in the in the reality now. So the whole idea of coding messages is to seek a dream therapist or some or a spiritual coach or something like this. Okay. So that keeps the dream whole and light filled and you on path and you know, you understand your dream and how it fits in your life and, and all of that sort of thing. And I think so it's, it's super it, important to seek out someone that's like yeah. a spiritual teacher or a spiritual coach who can uh, help you understand because they're all spiritual in the end. They're all energetic and they're trying to awaken something to take you to another level. Well, dreams are, you know, they can be the form of healing that is needed in your life, isn't it? And, and often exactly. you do need somebody else to make sense who has been trained in this. So the Jungian psychology, for example, um, there's a, a school of thought that says that you can heal physical symptoms within your dream so you can actually mend and fix and, and anything that's going on from a physical healing point of view you can't do that without the help of somebody else because it can be a challenge it can be you know you're going through a lot of filtering and sorting and, and emotional trauma probably to get to underneath that so you need to have that help and support to go through that too that's that's right and the, i guess like we just sort of um also look at nightmares for a second you know, there's so much negativity in the world and we're all responding to it with like you know dreams that are quite horrific but even the Kabbalists are saying that that's positive even the Kabbalists are saying that, that, that nightmares are positive positive and that they're they're not a, an effect of what's happening in the world like oh i had a nightmare about these because of something terrible happening over there i had a nightmare about you know they're not like an effect in the what a nightmare is more about is is we can still tap the light in it because they're 
at this stage, the, the universe is giving us information that is at the yellow or amber light stage. It's not at the red light stage, yes? So they're giving us a nightmare is more something that brings to alert more immediate action or transformation or growth or that is needed now before something is going to happen. So they're an amber light warning. They're nothing to be like saying something's going to happen now or this is so bad and getting caught up in the negativity of it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important to talk about nightmares from, like you say, because they are a form of light, they're from shadow, and shadow is another form of light. So, like you say, it's not that there's, you know, yes, they, in, in terms of the practical point of view, they will be a reflection of the stress and anxiety that's caused in your life, but they are an invitation to take notice. And if you, don't get, if, the, if you can get the ego, ego and the cognitive trying to work out, just move to one slide slightly of don't try and make sense of that. Okay, noticed that it's happened and just take notice. You don't have to go into, oh, well, this happened because, you know, my, I've got money worries or, you know, it, I've watched something on the news. It's what is it that you have to notice about that coming back to what you were saying before about how does it make you feel don't get caught into the story just take notice of the feeling yeah absolutely and that 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 that, that nightmare is a calling back into responsibility of something that we need to change so yes you're right it's an ego response and then this the nightmare is the possibility of the spiritual kicking in by taking responsibility for something that is happening yeah you know, and it's, it's, it's a good point isn't it because you know i i speak to people on a daily basis like I've had this dream or I, I have this recurring nightmare where my partner has um, cheated on me or I know my partner I mean not so much now but for quite a, a long time would like wake up and just be really like look at me and I go what you cheated on me in our in, your, in my dream and I what but I didn't actually do anything but for the rest of the day it would barely even look at me go you were so evil in my sleep and like oh, but it was real I didn't actually do that but then it's like well what <laughs> I just have to laugh it off because it is funny but it's like okay that feels so real in our waking life but we have to take the story out don't we and take notice mm. well what, what's the feeling what's the insecurity there that you can do something with what's well, like you say what's the calling to take action yeah. from something or learn something about yourself what's the resource in that nightmare that you can take absolutely and not literal you're not literal <laughs> exactly FYI <laughs> I didn't do any of that stuff don't blame me for what I did in your sleep <laughs> It's a great example, actually, of how like dreams can actually, you know, possibly if we don't have the consciousness of what's going on, that they're coded and they're a deeper message and something to work on, that they can like have certainly some impacts on on people's lives in very real. And, but they do, don't they? Yeah, you know, again, absolutely. I who they're afraid to go to sleep because they're going to have anxiety dreams. Yeah, so that really impacts. So that's where having that good sleep hygiene in your waking life and and the tools that we've just been talking about here are really going to help you if you are the kind of person who has that vivid imagination and, and does err on the side of having nightmares like reframe this reframe this as something that you can use rather than something which is a detriment to your sleep 
That's right. And if sort of like if you're um, having dreams that are very much in response to your day-to-day life, um, you're kind of getting stuck in the he said, she said, 1% reality of, you know, of what's happening. So let's say, for example, you're having a struggle with your boss, you know, and you he did this and he did that and he was always like this and he's always like that. Um, and you're connecting to the judging and the criticism and the complaining and the stress and the anxiety. If you're connecting to that, then that's, I mean, that's obviously your starting point for your spiritual work. It's showing you something and you'll have a 1% dream on that natural dream 1% level that will show you that. But then there's another way of working with that in, it'll be a, it'll, that 1% is a reactive dream to what is going on. So the, the, the second level I've always seen as something that is proactive. It's the ability to take what is happening in your life and then ask for the message before you sleep as to what needs I can do that will shift that reality. Yeah. So if I've got a difficult boss in my job and I want to say, I want to bring peace to this, I want to bring forgiveness, I want to bring a lot more calm and clarity and stability or whatever the energies are needed, um, in this response, can I see something that will help or can I do something that will shift? Then you start shifting yourself. That is out of the 1% he said, she said reality. And you start bringing yourself into the bigger picture of, of the, 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 the work that needs to be done with this person in order to shift the relationship to, to bring it to a spiritual healed level. So is also it's a proactive thing with dreams i feel mm. where you can ask for the, the as you said the healing that can happen so you're a participant in this on the second level i, I feel that this is always participant level when you're receiving one percent dreams you're in the effect mode and then and the universe is showing you how what you've got to work to get back into the cause mode that you are responsible for your life and that what you do makes change all of that that is that calling but the first one is i'm already putting myself in cause mode and i need to know the action what i'm yeah doing. i think i think that's more really, about that i think that's really good matt because i think in this discussion there'll be people listening who are going god that you know going into doing the soul work in every dream sounds like a lot of work to get done and actually i just need to deal with this shitty boss over here tomorrow mm. so you know you can use them for both you know it's a bit like meditating isn't it you know we're not gonna but it is spiritual work it, it is spiritual work. of course it is those, but those from... things in in the in the daily life i think people make spiritual work such this big sort of abstract well that's concept. what i was that's yeah, right that's what i was going to say it's the difference between sitting on a mat for you know you don't have to be sitting on a mat for three four hours <laughs> yeah, it can be something as simple as coming to bed <laughs> which is still doing the work. So it's the intention mm. that you put behind it, isn't it? Absolutely. That's absolutely. So it's to be able to see that the immediate things around me are my spiritual work, not like let me deal with these issues and then I can be spiritual. These things are, are the spiritual thing that are daily one, you know, daily things that we deal with. Mm. And that ele- once you get that consciousness, it elevates you into the second level of consciousness, meaning I can get better messages, better dreams, better information that I can take forward into my day and shift my reality out. 
And so it's a, it's a, a very powerful tool once you're able to take inventory of your life in a very practical and healthy and specific way and remove the next day, you know, and what's going to happen. It's so simple and powerful that people want yeah. to do it. Do you know what I mean? It is so yeah. simple and powerful. People want to do it like, oh, wow, I can do that. And then they'll find, they think it's too simple. But it is that simple. It's taking inventory of your day. Yeah. Knowing and asking for the message that will shift that in your reality in the following days to come. And you will get the message. The other thing I find really fascinating about this discussion as well and mm. the traveling and, and the connecting is um, in lucid dreaming, when I went to a, a talk that Charlie was giving once and he was talking about the fact that every single character we meet in our dreams is an archetype or version of ourselves, whether that's soul, whether that's our personality, whatever that is. So everybody you meet in your, in your sleep is a version of you. And I just think that's really fascinating as well, because we can, um, we can kind of go, Oh, well, I had this dream about, you know, I had a sex dream with my boss, for example. And it's like, okay, so if you're going to take a step back from that, if you're having a, a, a dream about your boss, what is it that emotional connection that you're having with yourself in that moment? And what does that mean? And I think that's really good to tune into from um, a deeper understanding of yourself and your subconscious mind, but also from in spirit, what does that mean as well? What's the energetic relationship to that too what what what's your thoughts on that yeah that's right because once we get into interpreting as complaining or criticizing or judging or trying to you know say oh he's gonna be he dreamed on that level about that issue or we're getting a big movie about it we're out of the reality of what we're trying what the light is trying to show us yeah mm -hmm. and so it's it's great so to be able to see people that are coming into our lives um a, as something that is coded and it's something that they're bringing is something that the energy that it's bringing with it uh, in a, as you say in an archetypal or coded way is 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 excellent because it's specific to the work i need to do yes and to get past what may be the the unusual aspect of dreaming because like let's face it all dreams take us in all sorts of places but we need someone to be able to to tap the light in it not see yeah. the the one percent in it yeah. what is it about uh, it's not bringing up anything about uh, you know that i want i need to have sex with my, my balls it's not nothing like these I mean, that's that's uh, not necessarily anything to do with it, the dream the boss is not anything to do with the dream the sex is not anything to do with the dream what we're looking for is the coded messages of these things that underlie um, underlie the, the 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 story here that what the light is trying to show us because the brain will understand it as i'm having sex with my boss but we're working in sleep as the 99 percent reality in the energetic reality where we it's a coded message on on something else that needs to be mm. uh, decoded and so yeah. it's great yeah it's right and so yeah, and often, that's where intuition and curiosity come into play don't they exactly and it's so holding often, the attachment to it so often that we'll have a peculiar dream with someone close to us and we don't talk about it. But it's not about that. 
we need to we need to go deeper with it we yes. need to find out what it's really about not taking it your, on face yeah. value exactly exactly so archetypes and coded messages are the way that the subconscious will understand and they'll come in peculiar ways sometimes yeah. I think this year. i just want to talk a moment about um visitations in in dreams of people who've passed this comes from a very um personal point of view i've you know i have lost both of my parents and there have been times when i and it doesn't happen very often i don't dream about them very often but when i do i really take notice because often it will be that it, it's so real they will come and they will say something very specific like can you just make you know everything's cool just want you to know that we're fine um you need to or just keep an eye out for your sister or whatever that is just make you know i'm just using that as an example but just just want to let you know we're here um and that gives me a huge amount of comfort and i've heard stories about like this from other people both you know close to me as well and i always say take notice in your dreams if somebody has passed take notice just of what they say and any words of comfort i i just it just feels so clear like you know when a dream is so clear what what's your thoughts on that I, I i love that you've shared that and that you brought this angle in i think it's a, a really powerful like conversation because we don't really talk about it we know that it happens but we it's not really out there in the you know in the realm of something that we talk about because i think it's so far beyond logic now you know because we're now talking with people who are passed on yeah um and depending on what your viewpoint is on that, my personal viewpoint is that we're all made of energy. And when you're in sleep or when you're dreaming is where the veil between what we see as the 1% and the 99 is so thin. So yeah. you know, it's like just, I, I love the idea that uh, they're just in another room. If I think about my mum, for example, when she's, you know, I've, I've brought in something she said and I can hear, I literally hear her laughing. Do you know what I mean? Cause she's just yeah. got cheeky sense of humor and I go mm. oh, just behind my right shoulder and it is that like it is so thin in that time isn't it that yeah you, you can literally reach through to uh, have a conversation Definitely. the dogs just reach through the door to have a conversation with me which really made me jump because of what we were talking about <laughs> I heard your door and I thought oh there she is now <laughs> she is now she doesn't normally <laughs> knock <laughs> So yeah, and the Kabbalists talk a lot about like how we, you know, as I said before, how we can take inventory for our dreams. And often, you know, people can um, physically separate. So they're not in our life anymore. They've moved on to just the energetic reality. They're out of physical reality and they've passed on to the, you know, and they've died, physically died. Energetically, of course, energy doesn't die and they're still alive, right? So the whole sensation of feeling somebody around you is, for me, nothing illogical but makes a lot of sense because energetically they're still in a reality. Um, but this whole idea of dreaming and seeing them and bringing some simple message is super powerful. So what I, I sort of refer to psychologists, and it's interesting because when people die, um, what happens is that there's studies on this that basically people want to make peace which is another energetic reality right they don't want to count their money they don't want to like tidy up their room they don't want to pay that last bill um they want to bring peace to the people that are around them 
um, so they're, it's, a, it's an energetic reality that they start to move into. So they often, and so do people uh, who are very close, to them, even if they didn't get on so well or they have big problems with or whatever, they often feel that I didn't like this person and this person hurt me in my family or whatever, but I want to get peace with that person. I never felt I got peace with that person before they died, right? or vice versa, the person is dying and they felt they never got peace with something even though there was a closeness or a distance between them. So that sense of tidy up, that sense of forgiveness, that sense of peace, that sense of connection is, is something we desire as human beings um, tr that transcends all the negativity or positivity that we might have experienced with them in our life. So the simplicity of the message that comes is often so simple that it's super powerful and only we would understand it and only we would know it's the right thing and only know we would know that it's the neat thing I need to hear to move on in my life. Mm. Yeah. I've got to share with you, Matt. When, Do you know uh, what I mean? It has only that energetic package yeah. of simplicity and purity and exactness. I've got to share with you. So, yeah. so, so when um, the night my mum did pass, um, she, she went quite early in the morning in UK time and just on a moment of passing because we weren't in the room she wouldn't she wouldn't do it when we were there um but my aunt who lives in Australia who she hadn't seen for a long time they were close like she you know they, they would talk but I I know my mum would have been like she's far away anyway I have to share with you she my aunt was asleep and she woke up from a dream where my mum was sitting next to her playing the piano and my aunt got up sat at the end of the bed and just went Lizzie you're the brightest star in the sky and it was the exact moment she passed and I just I share that because it was just that beautiful moment where my mum needed to travel to tell her everything was okay before she went you know and it was just so beautiful so beautiful I have to share yeah, fantastic. I've I've got just like a a quote here from 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 a Kabbalist about what he's writing about dreams, and he says that forgiving everyone and releasing judgment and judgment is a Kabbalistic word for any negativity, whether it's doubts or fears or insecurities or jealousies, whatever it is. So forgiving everyone and releasing judgment in our hearts uh, prior to falling asleep ensures that we will receive truthful messages from positive forces and angels, as well as preventing judgment from entering our lives. So when we can do that work that transcends us out of that negativity that we had with a person, that we had with a situation, whether they're alive, whether it's immediate, whether they've passed on, whether it's a while ago, it doesn't matter. The time-space motion is, a is an illusion. It's about consistently finding that deeper place where I can release something, some negativity, just before I sleep and ask for the forgiveness. And it shifts something in our reality to make it simpler. Plus, protects us from that negativity ever entering into our life again. So it's a super spiritual, super powerful, and uh, beyond logic concept of how we can work with our dreams, how we can move, how we can connect to people alive or passed on that help us continually um, protect and release us from negative forces.
Mm, that's a really, really good way of, yeah. of starting. So that's, yeah. that's right. So those connections that you've had to your family or that people have to their family and they're tidying up and they're finishing and they're coming together again and they're feeling healed and they're feeling powerful and just what I needed to help me. It's releasing something forever and protecting something forever. It's super beautiful. Yeah, and I love that. And that doesn't have to be in this particular scenario. That can be with everything, can't it? You know, you can Absolutely. use attention. Um, a request before you go to sleep of an evening, can't you? Mm, yeah, I love so, it. So things that, should we move on to things that we can do to get uh, get what we need out of our dreams and, and harness any... That's right. So you go for it, Kate. Let's make so from, from a practical point of view, you know, something as simple as setting an intention before you go to sleep to if there is something that is really affecting you in your day to day, you know, because as we've talked about, when you're in a 1%, you do, you do need to clear that clutter out of the way. But if there's something that you want to get an intention for before you go to sleep, so find the answer to something or a particular issue that you've faced in the day or is ongoing or something that you're stuck on, ask your dream to bring you a particular item it could be a symbol it could be a message you, you can get really clear and direct in terms of what you're asking please in my sleep can you bring me a symbol or a an item that will unlock something i need to understand in my waking hours and as we said before you don't necessarily have to know it doesn't have to be a direct correlation i.e if you get shown a key it doesn't have to be a key to a door but it could be something as okay so if your sleep has or your dream has bought you this key now meditate on what that might mean like what might that be uh, in terms of the key it looks like it sounds like your um your dogs jumped in on this as well matt <laughs> they're all getting part it's, of the action here is in firm agreements okay yeah firm agreements that's the bark of affirmation i do like it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah something that symbolizes because as we know you know it is uh you will be your subconscious mind will bring you a symbol something um not necessarily something that can be direct correlation anything to add that to that matt in terms of setting intentions from your point that's right i think for me it's one of the key points of practical application is to take inventory set the intention what do i want to shift what do i want to see the bigger picture from and not get out of this uh detailed sort of approach and this kind of uh doubtful approach and this complicated approach to trying to resolve the issues in your life to having a more desire desirous uh cause approach and that is is by doing exactly what you just said Mm. starting a dream journal is really useful as well or keeping a notebook by your bed so you can make note of things because there will be snippets of information in there that if you're you know going into the 99 percent, you might want to notice the journeys notice the archetypes notice the people see if there's any recurring themes that come in there that can give you some clues to what can help you to understand and acknowledge more of this soul connection and this soul education as well. Beautiful. Yeah. I have a friend who, um, she dreams quite frequently in the 99% and has the most incredible dreams. And it gets to a point where she can't write them down quick enough when she wakes up. So she has to record it on a voice note, which is quite useful as well. (laughs) I love it. It's a great idea. 
yes, you can ask yourself or tell yourself as you're falling asleep that you wish to remember your dream. Oh, beautiful. As well. Yeah. Because if you have a dream, but you don't wake up during it, you won't remember it. So often people say, well, I don't dream. You know, they can say, I don't dream. Maybe that part of my brain isn't activated. Well, the brain will always be activated during dream. It cannot not. It's just maybe that you don't wake up during it to remember it in your waking hours. So telling yourself as you're falling asleep that you wish to remember your dream, but maybe you've set that clear intention for a particular sleep that you want to get some knowledge out of it or set an intention for it, then reminding yourself. I think sometimes too that, you know, once we get those messages and we hear them and, you know, it's to the ability to like actually execute something in action, to trust in it and to, you know, really like, you know, take the message and put it into your life in the best way you know how. Yeah, absolutely. And then listen back to the podcast that we had before, which was talking about things that you can do to aid your sleep as well. We've talked about the fact that good sleep hygiene, there will be things like drinking, making sure you're drinking lots of water during the day. We talked about the power of breath in the last session and also about exercise. So exercise in the morning will set the body clock up so that you fall asleep faster and you dream deeper. So it's things that you can do in the day to aid your sleep at night. Amazing. We've covered a lot there today. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be back. Our third session in this mini series is going to be about how you can use the things that you've learned from your dreams and your sleep in your everyday life. So how you take that soul connection, how you start learning more about and how you bring this into your everyday life. Do join us for that. It's going to be a fascinating topic as well. Until the next time, everybody, happy dreaming.